You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making Waves. Welcome, everyone, to Making Waves. This is episode 76 of the Shiprock Podcast, brought to you by the Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcast families. Um, my name is Justin, and I'm along here with my co host, Chad. Say hey, Hello. Chad. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, well, we're kind of Kind of still finding our sea legs after uh, after Shiprock 2022, and uh, you know our guests tonight were were a le- were a late addition to that, but uh, they put on some great shows for us, and we, we checked out their new album, which we'll discuss here. So please, guys, welcome Puyon and Cove from us, Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Hooray! Oh, hey everybody! What's up? The crowd goes up, crazy. The crowd goes crazy. Yeah. So, guys, so, yeah, it's, we'll get to the time when you guys kind of started, and you, you were, thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone get one of those, a coffee. A coffee we just watched his, his elated reaction in real time, folks, as he's go. gotten yeah. his coffee. Anyway, so, um, the new album, Out of Light, coming out on Velocity Records here, can you give us the date again on the exact drop for that? Because I know the single's out right now. Yeah, May 27th. Is when May that, that's going to drop all. All right, right for the summertime. It's going to be summertime music, kids. So tailgate to a, the new Scary Kids record. Um, we talked about it. We had a very special listening party because the only management had really heard, or your label had heard the record up to that point. So anyone that sat in on the cruise that afternoon and listened to the record, pretty much we picked like I think remember six or seven songs that that you guys would thought would be really good for people to check out. I was so impressed, and I and I I'm going to continue to howl about this. I was so impressed with the growth of the band's sound between what you guys had done in early 2000s to now. And obviously that always comes with age, your taste change, your skills get better, whatever, the current climate. But I was so amazed by the ethereal, hard, heavy, ethereal element. And I think I said on the boat that it kind of reminded me of Melancholy from the Pumpkins and that kind of like you had some really tra- like transitional pieces that were very spatial, but then there's ones that just kind of hammered down on it. And um, what was it like when you're going into the thought process of making this new record? Was it kind of be like, hey, we want to keep this varied? I know you brought in several vocalists for this, which also gave it a different flavor, a unique flavor in each track. But was there a, was there a, a conscientious effort to kind of make this a record that had lots of spaces and 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 different people who bought this record weren't just going to get some like hardcore record. They're going to get, they're going to get so much more. Yeah, that's it. So when we were first talking about the process was actually when we did our West Coast tour together with Cobe and we were, um, we were just having such a hell of a good time on the road. Love being back together with brothers. You know, I went to Chad's, you know, it's Chad's best man at his wedding or, or, you know, our chief co-writer and, uh, our chief writer said, and um, we're just having such a great time that we're like, well, we don't want this to end. So uh, we thought long and hard about exactly how we were going to approach that with Tyson, our original vocalist passing. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was a bit complicated. And ultimately what we felt like the best way to honor his legacy, but at the same time do something that felt really interesting to us and had a reason to exist was to create all these songs and then for each song find the most appropriate uh, vocalist or we should say who we thought would be the best for the track um so we essentially got to create that and collaborate with a whole bunch of different vocalists on the way co-collaborated on two of those tracks uh, knock it all down a new morning um and uh and, and ultimately we feel like we created a a better CD because of, you're mentioning like it is, uh, by the way, I love all the descriptors you use. Uh, you describe our album better than I think uh, I, I do or anyone else has. Um, but it's, it's exactly uh, that we felt like we didn't want to create just another hardcore album. Uh, we didn't want to create more of the same. 
this was a nostalgia for us. What we wanted to do is create an album that if the song came in my Spotify uh, daily, whatever mix, that I would love it, that Chad would love it, that everyone that was involved would love hearing that. Um, and not just because they had to seek out that band that they heard once in high school or that they had a deep connection with it, you know, in, in, in their high school years. So we wanted something new and special. Let me ask you, you guys, there was a decade, really a decade of, of no activity from the band. And then you got together for reunions of the City uh, city Sleeps uh, album and, and things like that. And, and Tyson passing away. Is there, a, a, I imagine, a, a massive amount of freedom to come into something like this, coming back to it with no expectations? Except oh, the ones that you're sitting, yeah. the label's not going out, your fans are kind of like, oh my God, they're still around. Well, what do they yeah. sound like? The good thing about it, all those fans from 20, what, 2007, 2008, 2009, they're 10 years older too. So they've obviously grown and matured and they're not going to be like, they don't sound like they fucking used to. But actually the lead off single kind of does sound like what you used to. So you're kind of easing them into the process, I imagine. Yeah, we def yeah, yeah, we sure. definitely showed them the one that was like most warped to our scary kids vibe. Right. Um, and people <laughs> could not come along the ride. They're like, yo, this is not 2008 scary kids. And we're like, yeah, exactly. That's um, exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. not going. Um but I think the process was super fun. I mean, you know, uh, to your to your point, no one had expectations. Our fans, I should say, hopefully, you know, a lot of them weren't expecting a new album, or they shouldn't have been. Our label didn't have any expectations, and no one was, ex you know, no one said, "Hey, what is that? I want that next album to sound like this, right?" And if if they were, of course, they're going to be uh, partially disappointed. But we didn't want to do anything like uh, boring either. But because of that lack of expectation, it felt like when we were sixteen, just starting the band and writing in garages again. It felt that full creative freedom of what songs are we listening to? How can we implement those current tastes into our track? Not what was that last track that did really well? What did people get excited about about that last track or that last single off the last album? And how can we replicate that? So there were different conversations in the writing process. I kind of can also I, think that sorry. our record label like, isn't... like The people who work at our record label aren't the type of people who are going to be like, well, you don't have the single. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to come into suits. the fucking studio. They're not going to come into yeah. the studio and be like, oh, you know, this isn't it. You know, we got to we gotta go do something else with somebody else. And it's like, no, it's like fucking write the music that you 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 want to write and we'll figure the shit out, you know? Mm. And But what we did together, like, is badass, you know? Like, there's not, there's not very many bands that have done what scary kids is doing on this record and like there's definitely no bands in in their type of situation that are like we've got this legacy but we also want to like carry it on you know there's a reason there are reasons for everything you know the the title of the record the, the artwork of the record like these guys aren't aren't like aren't just like half-assing something and be showing up and be like, well, we wrote a record. Now we don't know what to do. Like mm -hmm. they know what the fuck to do. And I think the label is like just stoked, you know, like they're fucking pumped on this record as they fucking should be. Cause it's, it's awesome. Like, yeah. you know, today, today's record labels, I don't feel like are, are like yesteryears where they're like, you don't got it. You know, it, it's got to be free. I mean, what I like to refer to what you just described sounds like an onion. You know, you're peeling <clears> the, <throat> the whole thing is an onion because your lives have been an onion since 2010, right? There's different every day. You, you've shed one layer of skin and, and, and grown another layer of skin. So you can't be expected to think the same or act the same or react or even move the same, which kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, what did it feel like when you were even starting the conversations with each other about doing something like this and then subsequently, could you take us from there to uh, coming together and actually doing it after the conversations have been like hashed out? Man, it, it took us a while to warm up to Like first it was getting back in the practice space together and doing the reunion tour, which was like really tough in the first place. Cause uh, you know, the, the reason we did it is because Cove said yes to it, right? Cove agreeing to do vocals on it was was the only reason we would have done the reunion tour. Cove, for context, 
had a, a, a you know deep friendship and relationship with Tyson, as well as the rest of the band on Warp Tour. You know, we'd uh, he'd sleep over on our bus and and we'd hang out all day at Warp <laughs> Tour, and like we would be in each other, like we we would be in each other's camp all day every day. So For so real. that kind of personal connection yeah. is really important to even get that back. And there were so many other things that had to fall in, into place. I had a full time job. I had to be able to work every morning all day up until we did. You know, And then even broaching the subject after it was like, it was a little bit scary to have that much fun and a good time with it because, uh, you know, how much pain was associated with the bands breaking up and the fear that, all right, if we do this again, if we get wrapped up, it's like falling in love again with, you know, maybe a girl that's hurt you in the past. And you're like, dude, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I already I still have that pain, man. Like, uh, you know, and then, and then thinking that it might not be reciprocated and how to do it the right way. And, you know, can we talk, talked about that process, um, which we're still really concerned about. And truthfully, I think we have to come to terms with the fact that we're having a great time and we we're creating music with, you know, brothers and one sister who does a duet on this album. And, and it's like, just the process is beautiful and amazing. And we have to, and that's been another great thing. We're trying to disconnect ourselves from if the album is a success, then we did well. If the album is not a success, then we did poorly. I think what we really, and, you know, kind of have to remind ourselves of is just being able to write again. Yeah. That process is the joy, not its reception. And if, if, if I can feel that way, like no matter how many people are getting to share that joy that I'm feeling, which is also kind of a high, if I don't try to get addicted to that high and can just appreciate the process, I think, I think we'll have won. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe, wow, you mentioned that was probably two- the most mature version of an answer that I mean that 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 I could have ever asked for personally. So uh thank you for, well, I mean, for breaking it down that I way. think when you take off like how many years were you out? Uh like years, like almost ten years. Ten years, yeah. Like I, I mean I was off almost eight, mm-hmm. nine, something like that. And when you when you take off that much time, like you for the amount of touring that these guys did back in the day, like their early twenties were like unlike anybody else's, like nobody else had, had the, like everybody was at, the only people who can kind of relate were like college frat guys. But even then it's like, we can't relate to that because it's like, like our frat moved every single night. Yeah. And it was like, just, I don't know. I think you, you, we've grown up. And I think the reason that like, we're back doing things in music again is because we have this thing inside of us. That's like, I have a story to tell, you know, I have something inside of me. And even though he might not be a vocalist and, and using those, you know, his, and using his abilities, he's telling a story through what he plays. And he's had this like pent up aggression or, you know, these feelings. And I feel like, with the maturity of like stepping away from, from touring and being like, Oh, this is life again. This is what life was like before touring. I'm just a little bit older. I think that's like really helped. Yeah. Cove, you brought up two, you brought up two things. One was your, the label doesn't have those people there to like suits, you know, it's like your Warner brothers. And you know, there's a guy in the back who's the bean counter going, I don't hear it. I'm like, you don't hear shit because you don't know shit. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. what it does, the label does, what the label does extract from you is that you guys have a fan base and you have a following that has been there. Yeah. And as you hope, as most bands, as you get older, like, okay, there's going to be some that are going to peel off because, you know, they're still addicted to whatever they were, you know, you guys were. And you're going to have some that are like, hey, I'm going to go along for the ride because guess what? We've all gotten older together now. We're all in the foxhole of, of getting older. I'm going to evolve with these guys. Hundred percent, and that's that's where I feel like these guys are at. You know, it's like we yeah. want to live that life. And then so. the other thing you mentioned was about making music now that you can grow with, that you can play in five years, ten years down the road. Yeah. You know, God help you if you're still doing it. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's like you kind of need music that you really enjoy playing now because if you're still playing stuff from 2005 or whenever the hell it was. And that's fine. You need to appease your fans at some point, but you also don't get get caught in imposter syndrome. Like we're just up here. We really we're kind of beyond this now. Uh, but you still have to throw those in because that's what people expect. And you know, as, as a ticket buyer, sure, I want to hear my band. You know, I want to hear Metallica do Master Puppets, but I want to hear the new shit too because I've evolved. I don't know if the guy next to me has evolved or not, but I have. 
And so yeah. you guys are really, again, in that great position where it's like, and and Puyin, you just kind of mentioned, and and you, you kind of get a take it or leave it philosophy. Like, hey, we're older now. I see what the real, the real world is. We've taken a break yeah. from all this because, you know, as you're touring in the business, it kind of keeps you like you're, you you kind of you kind of get stuck. You get stymied into this adolescence, even when you're in your mid twenties. Like I'm still a fucking kid, okay, but the no. real world kicks your ass out there, and it does make you kind of go. You know what? I've had life with this, and I've had life without it. I can live both ways. So guess what? You can take this album or leave this album. I mean, yeah, and, and you nailed it. Like you know, I, I, I entered out of high school and you know, working your ass off. Like we were touring like 11 months out of a year one year. Yeah. Right. And it was like, that was collectively, we spent one month collectively at home in between, yeah. in between being on the road. So it gets exhausting. Right. And then the grit that you need to have though, to be like a road dog in a 15 passenger van, right. For years at a time. And then, you know, add these tours, you know, in festivals where you're lugging dirt, you know, gear across dirt for forever that creates a certain level of grit and if you can find anything outside of music that you have that same level of passion for like Mm -hmm. you're gonna kill it right so whether this succeeds or fails like as long as as long as you're finding something that you have that same amount of drive for you'll you know you'll knock it out of the water um but but yeah it does create a certain level of arrested development um Mm -hmm. and uh maybe a fear in, in musicians that if that's what you do and you've done that successfully then maybe you don't have an opportunity outside but I would definitely challenge uh, people to think otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what's the feedback so far been with the, with the, some of the new music you guys have, have exposed to people? Yeah, we released "Knock It All Down" just last mm-hmm. week, so it has been out uh, Tuesday of last week, and it's been getting really great, uh, really great feedback. People are uh, singing, uh, singing from the top of their lungs at the shows, which is really the best feeling. Um, and as we, as we kind of already addressed, we're like kind of easing people in a little bit. So it's a mm-hmm. little more rock, uh, rocky, but I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the rest of the tracks go. What a yeah, fantastic, well, yeah, what a fantastic position to be in there and go, people already know your new song, like word for word. And you're like, okay, we're on the right track. We're like, we can breathe now because now yeah. they're going to be receptive. One down, a bunch more to go. Yeah, one, exactly. one down, <laughs> ten, 10 more to go. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So on the tour, the tour you're on now, and uh, remind everyone who you guys are on the road with, please. Absolutely. We got We're this. on the road with my band, Dead American, mm-hmm. yep. Glasslands, Secrets, and Drugs. Okay. And well, it's that's a co-headlining show for you. Nostalgic of a lineup, too. So you're out there doing the, the damn thing again, right? For a long time with some folks that are familiar faces. And obviously, Cove, you guys have a history. But, you know, you've yeah. been doing this, like you said, from from Seosin, uh, even even before. So everybody is like a whole family of least familiar faces. So it doesn't feel too treacherously awkward out there, I would I would hope. That's a cool oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast, like, being out with the Secrets guys. Because we did it, we did our the first City Sleeps and Flames, the the West Coast run with them. So it's good seeing them and like just instantly back into hangs. Yeah, for sure. Real fun. Yeah, each story is like a return to something familiar for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Cove, I want to talk about Dead American. If we could pivot to that for a second, you got a new record coming out, uh, Full of Smoke. Oh, it's all, it's all out. The record's called New Nostalgia. Uh, oh, okay, okay. What what's the other one, Full of Smoke? You got is that Full coming out? One of the singles. Uh, gotcha. Thank you for in. correcting me on that. Uh, you're good, man. Nobody knows who okay. the fuck we are, but they will at the end of this, this show. Well, there you go. The, the, part of this is an educational program as well. Exactly. So. Yeah, we uh, we put out a record called New Nostalgia on the 11th okay, of February. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. three, we have three singles out, videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's going going really well. It's, it's like like these guys are going to feel and have probably felt with this first single. It's like, I don't know for me, I've held on to my baby for like, for this record for like four years. So we had it like written and recorded before I did the West coast run with them in 2018. So sitting on it, is it 2018? Holy shit. We did the 2019. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I think it was like beginning of 2019 is when we did, yeah, we did I think that so. tour. Into, yeah. So I was, I was finished with my record in 2018. Jesus. So to like be sitting on this shit for that long, it's, it's like finally like a nice release, but it's much 
like them, I'm in the same position, in the same boat where I haven't done anything for a long time. So it's a little bit nerve wracking, but I feel like that release of like, okay, finally it's out of my hands and other people can actually like listen to it has been far different than anything I've experienced in the past, at least with the two Seosan records that I was on. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure for them, it'll be a very like similar, like butterfly in their stomach or they're like, Oh, what are you going to think about it? Cause they've only heard three songs or two songs, you know, but, um, no, it's, it's going really good. And I think for, for me and for them to be releasing, uh, you know, their record, um, in May, like it'll be very, very similar and very exciting to, uh, to see how people respond to it. Cause I, I think what they did was, was one of the coolest moves. Like all of, all of the people who, who, uh, who know scary kids will know a lot of, if not all of the vocalists that yeah. are on your, on your guys' record. Well, was, it was largely your idea, wasn't so, it? Go? To, I mean, it I threw way. it out there to him. <laughs> he did recommend it. Right? <laughs> I threw it out there to him. What is I, on the West Coast? So. Yeah. I mean, I, is, I mentioned it to him cause I'm like, I want, I want, I want dead American to be my band, but I want <laughs> you guys to be like successful in all that you do. Cause I love not only you guys as humans, but I, I, I appreciate your guys like craft, like what you guys do, you as scary kids. And so for me to like, just even like be a part of one or two, two writing songs, you know, songs written and like. Something that they've either been missing or something that they wanted to do in the past, but were never able to do or, just just realize like that music is not done just because your band is mm-hmm. like you need to be playing because that's that's what that's what you do you know like that's how you get out your like shit you might like at least for me like i threw everything into the dead american lyrics that was just like this is all the shit that i've been dealing with since i've been gone and i feel like with them because they are musicians, that's what they did on this record, and they, they wrote all their feelings into 12, 12 songs. Yeah, yeah, twelve songs, and like those emotions. If you just strip all the vocals, you can fucking feel like everything that they went through over the past ten years. Well, I was gonna say the music uh, itself. If you just take, if you extrapolate the vocals and just listen to music, it's very cinematic, which yeah. leads people into an emotional headspace to begin with. Yeah. Um, one thing that's funny, you all the vocalists and all the people you kind of had on this, it almost feels like a collective. I'm like, wow, they've, they've taken the Wu Tang theory. Yeah, exactly. To their yeah. Band, you know, the Scary Kids Collective. And that's, I mean, uh, that's kind of what we're saying on stage right now. Like, Cove yeah. joined us for song. Uh, we have Kurt Travis fronting the tour, and then uh, Cove joins for his yeah. track, New Morning. We have Veins, who's another artist there. Uh, uh, he plays lead guitar for us, and he's uh, he takes on his track "The Unknown," which we got to play at Shiprocked, uh, and that was a hell of a hell of a good time. But uh, so we have uh, three, two or three of the original vocalists from the album taking their track on stage, and every night it's like, all right, dude, this is like we're all scary kids now. Yeah, like, everybody on the album is now a scary kid. Yeah. Like we yeah, are that's, scary. That's, uh, kind of that's gonna be special. That sounds like something you just see in a one in a t- like a, a one time like live stream. We're going to yeah. do a special yeah. presentation with all the nuts and bolts. But if you're taking on on the yeah. road, I hope that people are taking away from that. Like, wow, they really had to make this is a kind of a spider web. And we have to make yeah. all of this work together. And speaking of vocalists, yeah. you also yeah. have Craig from Escape the Fate on the road doing stuff with you. He's uh, he's coming out tonight. He's coming out. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. We have. Um, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately for this tour, he ended up getting COVID two days before we left. <laughs> no, he so did not. We- Totally we had it. We, we did a making ways like I think two or three episodes again with, uh, uh, with him, and he was so stoked. And ah, oh, god, yeah, yeah. we were, <laughs> Shit, yeah, man. We were, we were pretty bummed, but all right, we'll, we'll see him. Tonight, the, yeah, well, you know what? He's on the road to healing them, or it's all good, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we had, um, <laughs> Thank you. uh, but yeah, so he uh, he joined, he joined them, was super dope, but he's feeling better, he's feeling super good. We saw him today. And uh, okay. he's going to be on stage tonight. Uh, that's great. <laughs> of all the fucking luck. 
Well, yeah, how many more dates do you have? Yeah. Uh, how many more dates on this tour do you guys have? Oh, man. Are we we crossed the halfway point yet? No, Texas is the halfway point. Uh, we finished this tour on the 20th of March. So we got another three weeks. And what are you guys, two weeks in right now? Yeah, a little, little over, maybe. Yeah. Do you remember, I mean, since you haven't toured in a while, do you remember back in the day when you used to be in a regiment of touring all of the time and about two weeks in is when it started to feel good? At least for, for when I was doing it all of the time, I was like two <laughs> weeks in and it didn't hurt as much anymore. I don't feel as crappy. Uh, and then the last three weeks uh, were, last two weeks, so sorry, the following two weeks were great. And that last week was just like absolutely like, painful in every way uh, I could at least imagine. Um, do you remember that feeling think, at all? I think it's kind of reversed on this tour. I think all the painful shit's out of the way <laughs> the <laughs> first week. And then we're, then we're going to start getting to the really good shit at the very end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Then the bang <laughs> over is like, that's oh how at least I feel with the fucking dead American band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, you guys, like, how are your bodies? That's what I can't even. <laughs> hey, let me take a real quick commercial break because we're going to go live here in about three minutes. So if you guys don't mind, oh, I'm just going to do this little bit of thing here. So, uh, hey, folks, at this time, we'd like to remind you that not only are you listening to a kick-ass podcast right now, but we also pr- produce an amazing rock-themed cruise vacation called Ship Rocked. We just finished up our uh, last cruise for 2022 a couple weeks ago. And if you guys remember, we had some quite a few unique experiences. One of them was Lamb of God in the Pouring Rain. Uh, Corey Taylor's uh, solo work and his Q&A were fantastic. We had some amazing moments with Steel Panther, and we also had a great, uh, unique moment with our guest tonight, Scary Kids. Scaring Kids uh, basically testing out their new record, Out of Light, for uh, a captive audience there in the uh, in the lounge. So, guys, thank you. And, uh, guys, uh, you can go to shiprock.com. I think before Friday and still pre-register for, uh, for Shiprock 2023. So, thank you very much. With that said... We're going to get back to the uh, the discussion. Um, I so, was going to ask you: uh, Have you ever been on a ship before? Have you have you done something on a, on a cruise ship ever? But both of you, that was like the for Shiprock. Shiprock was our first cruise first experience. Period. Yeah. Hard stop. How did that feel? Like uh, <laughs> the whole process, like coming on board, for instance. What would you okay, remember so that? I don't know if has a lot to say. I got a lot to say about that trip rock. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say point blank, I loved it. It was one of the best experiences of my life. And I'll let Cove kind of elaborate on his experience this disease. I wanna come back so fucking bad. <laughs> I wanna be on every ship rock till the end of fucking time. Till the end of time. I want all my right, well, your robe. I want all that shit. You know no, what? You could you could have placed that better as we just went live. Welcome everyone in Facebook land. Cove wants to come out of everyone. So if you guys have a steamer trunk that can fit a guy that's probably There's I don't know. He's, probably, he's about 165, 170, a six foot tall. If you can fit him in your luggage, he's coming with you. For real. <laughs> So what, what, like, that, I mean, I feel the same way, but like, what, what's up? Like, can you, can you give us like a, at least, at least a couple paragraphs of your, your reasoning here? Oh my God. Where do we start? Night one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Night one, we wandered the boat because we had never been on a, on a ship. I can't call it a boat. Sorry. Um, so we wandered the boat. We literally, I think we made it to the front of the boat. I got lost getting back. To the, the back of the boat it was fucking nuts. We skipped uh, that place up and down every single yeah. floor, front to back. We were just like in awe. Yeah, we were completely in awe. It was yeah. it was one of the coolest. I don't know for me, like having never been on on a ship of that size, like that was that was one thing. I think getting over the fact that I'm going to be stuck with like 4,000, 5,000, just crazies. <laughs> All y'all are mm-hmm. fucking psycho. And I love <laughs> every single one of you. Uh, if you didn't see me raging every single night, you blew it. <laughs> I didn't. I was out and about. That just, means, that just means you're not partying. Hard going hard, yeah. son. <laughs> yeah. I had so many reservations. They were pulling you out of karaoke, dude. <laughs> every single night. <laughs> I had you were like, so like getting you were getting sent back to the room, or they were they were like, "Yeah, I go over here now, dude." Oh hell no! I spent literally like like four hours a day in my room. That was just sleep. As soon as the light came up, your boy was out eating eating food. 
on that top back level with all everybody else. I mean, I, I would go back for that pizza alone, to be honest. Like, top the fact shelf. that they just keep all that, pe- like, that top shelf pizza you- just laid out there. <laughs> yeah, that top shelf. Delicious. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the just uh, the the ice cream machines are my favorite part yeah. of the. Uh, if yeah. we're live on the on the Shiprock page right now, everybody are. who hasn't filled out your question your 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 questionnaire, you need to put scary kids and dead American on that bitch because I want to be back. I'm pulling double duty next year, just like Craig Mavitt did. Real though. I'm there you go, back. guys. There you go. Everyone knows. Get those two on your three, list. Two. <laughs> He's got some big pooey vibes, Justin. I, I'm, I'm loving, loving. Yeah, loving he's so he's pretty much stoked about all of it. So let me ask you guys. So we talked earlier in this uh, in, in in the discussion about time off. Was there a certain point where you kind of went? I don't think I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm okay with my life. I've done that. I'm going to just center on this. Maybe get a girl, family, whatever. Or was there a time where you're like, well, I'm going to go back at some point. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, you want to go first? Or you want me to take it? Go ahead, take it. Yeah, I mean, I like so I went back to school. I, you know, by the way, they mailed me my diploma from high school. Right, we left and we recorded an album, but I stopped attending classes. So they said, you know, they mailed me my diploma. I also may have gotten drunk, uh, and and they smelled it on me when I was playing Dance Dance Revolution at the high school. But uh, <laughs> but ultimately, they mailed me my diploma. Um, and, uh, and so when I went, like, so I went back to community college and I went to film school and then, you know, I started working and basically I continued working until I found myself working for, uh, for this metaverse virtual reality live events company, very happy, um, you know, in working in VR and like have a great girlfriend, have a great spot in, in Los Angeles. And I'm like kind of working my way up the career path. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then my, my buddy Chad hits me up. And he's like, out of the blue, yeah, he's like, hey, listen, I wrote this song. Would love to release it to commemorate Tyson's birthday. Uh, Tyson was our singer who passed away. And I said, absolutely, man, you should. That'd be really sweet. Go for it. And he released it under the Scary Kid's name. That ultimately got some interest. And then from that, we brought this man out on the road, uh, who's been a longtime friend of the band and of Tyson's. And, uh, And then that was supposed to be it, just reunion tour. And then I go back to work. Um, but it, it turned into a lot more. We had such a great time that we decided to make uh, some new music. And then, you know, we said, hey, like, might as well also just do a cruise every, like, once in a while. Right? Like, why not? Mm-hmm. So every we, year. Yeah, things continue to steamroll. <laughs> and I think, actually, ideally, hopefully, maybe I'm able to still have my cake and eat it, too. My girlfriend hasn't left me yet. Um, my, uh, my job, I, I still get to work in the industry that I love outside of music. And now I have this beautiful, uh, experience of being able to write with my best friends as well. So hopefully I can maintain it all, you know, work-life balance and, and joy and all that's tough to maintain, but, uh, we'll see how long I can keep it up. But well, I don't, so I don't think it sounds I like ever... a chance, a chance series of events happened for you that brought you back in. That's right. Yeah. yeah okay. It was, um, it was kind of a, a snowball of serendipity, yeah. Okay. And, and Cove, how about you? What'd you do with your time off, man? Did you did you run off into film school and make movies too? Hell no, <laughs> hell no. I, I ran I ran to, straight to the kitchen and just cooked at a Mexican restaurant for like seven years. I cooked at a, a barbecue joint. I was a pit master. Um, I work in HVAC now. Uh, I did roofing. I did fucking i did a lot of shit i've done a lot of yeah just odd jobs here and there but Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't really like ever lose i I lost touch with music but i never really lost touch with writing Mm -hmm. um i have some of the most talented friends in the whole world that would just send me you know little little pieces of music and i would write shit to them but never like record anything yeah um and it wasn't really until about 2017, I believe, is when Chad was introduced to me. Uh, my guitar player in Dead American was introduced to me by a, a, a friend of mine who I was his best man at his wedding. Um, and he was like, yo, this, this kid's really good. Like, you need to meet him. And so it wasn't until basically I was like living in Utah, working at this barbecue 
I'm not getting what they were, what they were telling me. Cause I was looking to like move up and in, in their little business, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and, uh, Chad was like, let's just fucking put it out. So we put out our, our EP. It's called the shape of punk is dumb. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the refused record, but just like flip flopped. <laughs> A couple awesome. different photos and whatnot. But did you get a, yeah, did you we, get a call uh, from them? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But I got a call from from Dave, the guy who runs Velocity. Uh-huh. Um, and before before we even played our first show, he had he had you know committed to booking us. We had a, a, a tour lined up for you know, I think it was like two or three months later the tour started. And we hadn't even played our first show yet. And at our first show, he actually brought out somebody who I don't even know if he's working with him at Velocity, but Dave was like, I want to get my record label up and running. So don't do anything without talking to me. And I was like, hey, man, bad business practice, but uh, <laughs> I'm not signing to anybody but you. Like, yeah. like you're the dude. Like, I don't want, I don't want this person over here doing label, this doing, you know, booking and then this guy over here is doing PR and fucking marketing and shit. It's like, no, dude, just let me, let me make you the guy, you know? And I don't know. I trust that guy fucking a lot actually. So, um, yeah, I I didn't think I would be, I didn't think I'd be touring again, but now that I'm out, I'm like, it's like ship rock, but I just, I appreciate shit more. Like, well, absolutely. It becomes so fucking monotonous, and then it and then it's gone, and then you're like, "What happened? What is mm-hmm. life even?" And then you're like, "Oh yeah, this is life," and then you forget about that. Just in the same way you you forgot about home life when you started touring, you forget about touring life when you're not doing. It, yeah. You know, so to be back out, it's like, "Oh yeah, this is what it's like." But I, I'm older, and like, this is just. A blessing like you realize what what like how much of a blessing touring is mm-hmm. and even to be able to play in front of people yeah like to get the opportunity to do ship rock like that shit wasn't around in 2007 you know it wasn't around back when we were like popping off at warp tour mm-hmm. it was just warp tour that yeah. we had to do so so for us to be able to do like all these things at our age now are almost 40 age uh, it's it's pretty Whoa, dope, bro. I'm mid thirties. I, 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 I know. You're mid thirties, but I'm you're pushing thirty seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, but still, dude. Still. <laughs> Me too. He's up. I love that man. And Shapiro's good is one of the good ones, man. He's a great human, and to hear yeah. to hear the fact that that like you know that's your roots too. To hear that you're you're back yeah, doing it, it again, full circle to with people that are familiar, and it, it's got to be a lot. Hundred percent. Yeah. The fact well, that so I don't have to talk to his motherfucking day to day and I can just call Dave. Yeah. yeah. Like direct, like that's so sick. That's so vastly different than like anything I had dealt with in the past. Yeah. So it's like, I need anything. I need something, whatever. One phone call. So rad. So it, it must've been, if Sorry, there's time probably, take- no, Cove, when you were talking about what you'd done, you were, you, you went, you, you were cooking and, and doing those things and you're, you're, you know, you're working in other jobs. It's like, it's, is it, it's easy to get lose that creative spark that takes you back to what you're doing now, you know. And, and was there times? You're yeah, like, but that's all the shit that I'm venting about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah that's, yeah, that's life. Like, that's life for everybody. Like, like 99% of the people in this country, that's what they they wake up with a dream, and that dream gets killed every single day they walk into work. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I knew that that was killing my dream. But it was also mm-hmm. like, like something that was gonna fuel me to like, like, say everything that I said on the at least on the Dead American record, you know, like yeah. as an artist, and that's what I do with my art. Mm-hmm. That that literally drove all of the lyrics. Was just fucking the craziest life that I never thought I would have lived. If I was in sales and before sales and if you would ask and told me to live this life, I'd be like, no way, you know, and that's just, that's just 
the reality of life. Like I'm sure you, you didn't, when yeah. you were like playing music, you're not like, Oh, I'm going to go into VR. Yeah, man. It didn't exist then really exactly. in the same way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm sure you had, you had dreams of like doing cool shit with VR. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a new, that's a new type of art form in the same way that I love cooking. Like I love making my shit taste good and look good. And I want people mm-hmm. to fucking be impressed. Yeah. But like, to do that just for dollars and it's like i don't have any i don't have as much fun as i do creating or even performing like yeah it's just a it's just a fucking dream killer so it's nice to be able to like have all this life experience that i've lived post in where i never thought i'd get back to it to like express and share with people in hope in in my hope that they will relate to you know what i've gone through and what i'm absolutely don't don't you're basically telling people don't get crushed don't let don't let your life get crushed yeah we want we want to do something real quick with you guys called walk the plank which is basically ask you some random questions you get your answers because we know we want to we want to cut this a little short tonight because we want to respect the fact that you guys are playing tonight and you took the time to do this with us and we really appreciate that so if you guys don't mind you want to do a little bit of walk the plank Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chad, you want to take the reins on that one? Oh, yeah. So these oh, questions yeah. aren't general, are, are, are general in, in, in nature, sometimes uh, esoteric, if you will. Uh, the, um, the, my question for you, and you can both answer separately or together, it's up to you, but uh, it's uh, if you could give all human beings one virtue, which one would you choose? Oh, man, I don't think I know the definition of virtue well enough. Hmm. what kindness good tiding yeah yeah sure that's a great okay cool i'll say like i'll say graciousness right graciousness or gratitude gratitude um gratitude is a good one if if we had to pick you know just two i would take gratitude and then uh like being able to forgive so forgiveness some, some type of some type of that that is i feel like most people don't know how to fucking let shit go and forgive. That so. is some humble stuff. That's the that's the humble yeah. pie there that you guys are cooking up after all great those great by of, the way. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> my question is this, and it's a question for each of you. And it what song evokes the strongest memory for you? It can be your own or it can be something that you grew up with or a song you heard sometime in your life. What song evokes the strongest memory for you? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I would say it might be The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Okay. <laughs> Any reason why? <laughs> Interesting choice. Um, but let's... <laughs> yeah. All right. Your turn. Um, fuck. I was going to say... I would honestly... I would probably go with Seos in seven years. Like I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that boom, boom, and just being like, "I already love it." <laughs> um, like that translating the name EP. Just I hear any of those songs, and it's just like I'm in high school again, just dying to see my favorite band. And so, anytime I hear those songs, but probably seven years would be. Well, one. you guys are reaching back to That's yeah. great. So yeah. there's one last part to this um, that, well, that, that I think is interesting. Um, we, every week we asked the guest that we just interviewed to ask a question to next week's guest without knowing who the guest is going to be. Um, so last week we had the band Kaleido. So you know this, they were on the ship with you. They didn't know. Oh, hell yeah. gonna be you guys. They were going to come asking. out in fucking Detroit and it started snowing like mad crazy. Oh, That's, yeah, why, winter. That's yeah. why I couldn't make it. Cause it was, uh, it was snowing. Uh, um, I know yeah, it was something it was fucking gnarly, dude. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, so their question to whomever it was going to be this week, which is you guys is what's your favorite childhood memory? Oh, that's a good one. All right. I got this one. For my, for me, it was, it, I was like eight years old and it was, 
April. Uh, it was what's what's the what's the Christian holiday? Why am I Easter? Easter. I'm blowing <laughs> it right now. Sorry, mom. Uh, it was Easter. I just got back from church, and on my bed was a Ninten- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza shooter, still oh, in the cool. box, son. I still got that shit to this day. Because it's so dope. So that was in the box. Way. Is it still in the box? Yeah. Hell no. I wish it was. Okay, you very good. Funny. Kidding me? <laughs> I would have sold that shit years ago. Uh, you know that for sure. That was like highlight of my fucking life at that point. Yeah. Well, I, d- I don't remember my favorite childhood memory, but I will say that because I'm in this like frame of mind, the reason I chose Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Manson is because one of my best friends at the time who introduced me a lot into a lot of things, like the Antichrist, uh, or what is it? No, the, um, the uh, what was that book that taught you how to make bombs and stuff? Uh, the, the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah. yeah. The Anarchist Chad, Anarchist afraid we, well, why do we yeah, know yeah. that? Yeah, it was real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, like, he was, you know, he was, he was just subversive, right? He would try to find everything that was hard to find or, or do things that were generally counterculture for the sake of counterculture shots. Out. And uh, he taught me how to make napalm. He taught me how to like phone jack people. He taught me how to, and he introduced me to a lot of the first music that kind of like shaped my musical taste. And, uh, and I'm thrilled to go see him and his fiance's wedding in Louisiana. Like, <laughs> my times, to, times have changed. <laughs> Yeah, from yeah, a guy to a married of that book. You should yeah, get yeah, there you go. Man, we were walking around like <laughs> we were walking around the suburbs throwing Molotov cocktails made out of light bulbs and gasoline. Oh, like, similar God. stories, man. It was awful, but awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Puya, for for Puyan who didn't really have a fire, favorite childhood memory, that was very vivid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah you're lighting things on fire. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is that might have been my favorite childhood memory. He's right? the definition yeah. of scary kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, that's great. So then well, guys, it's your listen. turn. You got you get to ask our, our you don't can't know yeah, who's, gonna, right. who's gonna be, but you get to ask the question to them. Um okay, so these these are all uh, like touring musicians, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um okay, I'll I'll toss one out there and maybe maybe you'll have a better one or maybe it'll spark something else. What was like what was the toughest moment on the road where you're like, holy shit, why have I chosen this life? Okay. That's right. great. Uh, I would follow that up with probably like, what's like the toughest band you've ever had to play in front of? Okay. Also good one. Like the toughest band? Oh, like, yeah. like oh, okay, for whatever reason. Maybe you, you just idolize them, right? Doc, I, I yeah. had a, so here, here's, here's my example, and you can maybe use this. I played a show in New Jersey. Glassjaw hadn't played a show in, like, Fuck. three years or something like that. Yeah. And we're playing, like, a festival. Yeah. And Seosin is, like, I want to say we were, like, it was, like, we, were, we weren't even the, good, like, the main support band. Literally, I had 35 minutes, and I, I got on stage and was like, all right, kids. Because I knew I was going to get heckled by Glass Shot fans. I was like, all right, here's what's going to happen. We're going to play all these songs as fast as we fucking can. We're going to get the fuck off the stage. I'm going to be right over there, sitting down, watching Glass Shot. If you guys want to come hang out with me, see me, I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to acknowledge you. We're going to fucking play this show because, you know, you're going to fucking yell crazy shit at me the whole time. And they... He did. They still, they still did. They still did, so and you, it was you like didn't mitigate all your fears. Did, no, the, it was just like I tried to get it out of the way. Yeah, they still fucking for yeah. It, for some reason, yeah. I was like, you, Dang you, it. all right, well, I you tried. know, you may have planted a seed in their head <laughs> because they probably weren't even thinking that. And they said, wait a minute. Yeah, we are gonna oh, fucking no, no, handle no. these guys. Definitely thinking that. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. who, like, literally everybody who was on our stage playing before us was like getting owned by this crowd and coming off so bummed out that I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to be bummed out. Like, I'm just going to get up there I'm and do my shit so I can go over and have a fuckload of fun watching Glassjaw. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, I get it, okay? I love the band, I, too. I man. get it. Trust me, I want to get off stage, too. 
I don't want to be here, but I got to get paid. That's a tough one, dude. I, I, I've, I've been in that crowd tough. and been like, get off the stage, Serena! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. been that guy. Honestly, well, it, was, it was super wild, but Glassjaw <laughs> ripped so uh, hard that night. And it was like, all the heckling, all the bullshit, it was worth it. So yeah, well earned. So that would yeah. be my my question. What's the toughest band you've ever had to play with? All right. So to recap, what's your toughest? Okay, this is the tough package. Uh, what's the toughest road moment you've had uh, that made you ask, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" Uh, and then to follow that up is, and also, what has been the most tough? Oh, sorry, what has been the toughest band for you to play in front of? Meaning on a bill and have their fans look at you before the thing they're there to see uh, comes out. Like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that, is that, does that feel good for you guys? Yes. The, the tough combo? Sick. Sick. Well, guys, listen, we've had you for almost an hour. We can't thank you enough. We know you have a show coming up here, well, probably in moments. Um, I do. But thanks. They get, oh, they get you like do. another hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they get to go to catering and yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway, hey, check out Dead American. That's Cove's band. Uh, well, you guys are still, are you still on Equal Vision? Is that the label? Uh, Velocity. 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 Okay. Yeah, Velocity. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Velocity no, Records. Good. Speaking of Velocity Records, the new uh, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids record, Out of Light, comes out May 25th on Velocity Records as well. Check that out. The new single's out right now with Cove actually handling vocals on that. Um, yep. Guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for being part of the Shiprock experience, and thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks Seriously. so much for having us. Yeah, awesome. especially on the show. Everybody add our name to that list. Yes, uh, to the survey <laughs> at Dead American and Scary Kids. Put it on the survey. You can I'm go on there right now. Put it on right now. Right. That's right. Hell so, guys, yeah, if you about. want to check out this full episode, it drops this Monday uh, wherever you pick up our stream podcast and also on the Ask For YouTube channel at, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time this Monday. Um, we'll be back next week. So, for myself and my co-host, Chad, we also want to thank Al, our show producer, Heather, our show coordinator, Jen, our lovely show engineer, and, of course, the captain, Alan Koenig. So like thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Knock them dead. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Have a good show. Right, guys. See you soon. Take care, man. See ya. Uh, we'll see you Bye, next guys. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.